Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95. The leading fertility clinic has produced new research on the issue of fertility-related stigma. It shows that one in three individuals have encountered judgment or stigma concerning their fertility, either directly or through family and friends. What impact does this have and what helps available around these issues? We're joined by Karen Ferguson, Director of Nursing and Clinical Services at Sims IVF. Good morning to you, Karen. Good morning, Gillian. So one in three, this seems like a really high number. And initially I thought, is it one in three people who actually have fertility issues? But is it actually one in three adults overall? Yeah, so even so it's in relation to fertility issues and conceiving in general. So we looked at over, we spoke to over a thousand people um, in Ireland. And out of that, it said about 16% of people have been asked invasive questions relating to starting a family generally. Um, about 26% of people were made, kind of felt pressure to have children. About 15% of people had sarcasm or humour directed towards them because they didn't have children. About 14% of people have been given unsolicited advice or, you know, comments were made about them not having children or about fertility. And most of these were females. So overall, females were more likely to be kind of targeted by these comments. And then it said even about 5% of people felt like they had, had kind of felt discrimination in the workplace in relation to fertility or in relation to pregnancy. And then overall, that speaking about fertility or fertility struggles was a taboo subject. And what sort of impact did these people say this had? Well, generally, people making these comments don't fully understand the harm that it can cause and they generally don't mean any harm um, by these questions. However, for somebody going through that, you know, or somebody going through fertility treatment, for example, that are getting these comments, it can be really hurtful. You know, so the moment somebody starts to settle down or, or gets married, they can be asked pretty much straight away about their family plans. But just because a person hasn't openly spoken about that doesn't mean that they're not trying to start a family and potentially having trouble with that. It showed that... Um, that's the stigma around it has led to low self-esteem or depression and anxiety in around 40% of these people. But would it be true to say that some people aren't bothered by these questions? Um, yeah, well, I, I, would say, I would say that's probably true, but I think there's, there isn't enough awareness about the prevalence of these fertility problems. So even though somebody may not kind of appear to be too bothered by the comments, it doesn't necessarily make it okay because you, you, you don't know that and you don't know that until somebody is upset by it. For sure. And I'm not saying that uh, by any way to try and justify uh, the fact yeah. that people may put the questions, but I think that may be where people are making the mistake. They're kind of going, well, I wouldn't yeah. mind um, if somebody asked me, so it's okay for me to ask everybody else. Yeah, of course. Um, and, you know, I think, I think the stigma around it, it, it's a bit of a vicious cycle because the stigma that's there is caused because people aren't talking about it. But it's a very difficult thing for some people to talk openly about whenever they're going through it. So it'd be absolutely great if we could have more of these kind of open conversations and if people did feel more comfortable talking about it. But because we don't generally talk too much about it generally in our society, then it can be quite difficult for people to kind of be forthcoming with that information, which I think just adds to that feeling of stigma. Well, that's the catch-22. And that leaves people in the position of, well, you know, 
I know this couple have been together for X amount of time. They don't have children, but I won't say anything. I won't say anything. I know somebody. um, Now, and before any of my friends think I'm talking about them, uh, this person doesn't (laughs) live in the franchise area, right? So this person's up in Dublin, married a long time, Mm. no children. And Mm. actually, she says she much prefers she doesn't mind when people ask because it gives her an opportunity to be able to talk about the struggles because she doesn't want to bring it up. She doesn't want to say, oh, we're having terrible trouble or we've been through IVFs Mm. that haven't worked out and it's been tough and all of that kind of thing. She doesn't want to bring that into the conversation. But if nobody Mm. ever asks her, if if, she sometimes feels like it's the elephant in the room. It's like when somebody loses a loved one, nobody will talk about it and it makes it really difficult. So what is the right approach? Yeah, and there can be the right way to ask, but from the study that we looked at, direct, like you know, sarcastic comments and humour towards people who haven't had children isn't obviously isn't the right way to do it. It's kind of creating a supportive environment if you do think that this person is, you know, having fertility struggles or going through a really difficult time, offering them support in the way that they feel comfortable doing so. So having that conversation with them privately, speaking to them about what kind of support that you can offer them, and offering, you know a non-judgmental space for them to talk is much more beneficial than kind of creating this this environment in the workplace or kind of in social groups where, where it's a bit of a joke. One of the things that surprised me in your survey was that uh, almost half of adult surveys have had experience with fertility issues either personally or through someone they know, but the incidence mm-hmm. rises to 60% among younger adults between the ages mm-hmm. of 25 to 34. Now, that really surprised me because it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't tally with what I've always understood about fertility, that those problems increase as you get older. The problems do increase as you get older, but I suppose it's it's the, it's the a group of people who are generally starting to get married, all their friends are starting to talk about having children. And I think and I hope that as this kind of age group we're at a stage now where this age group are a little bit more open than what older generations would have been and are kind of talking about these things a little bit more. We do have a long way to go, but I think within that age group, um, I do think people are talking a little bit more openly than what we would have done in years gone by. We've had a few comments in from our listeners. Rachel says, this is a private matter. When I didn't drink at a social event, the questions started. I noticed you've been glowing lately. Is there something you want to share? You know, things like that. Um, Somebody else says, uh, this is somebody from County Limerick who didn't want to leave their name. Says, I'm five years married. If another person asks me, is there any news? I'll hit the roof. I'm sick of it. I miscarried last year and I didn't tell anyone. People are hugely insensitive and rude around this issue. And that's yeah. You know, I suppose, Karen, again, another um, example of something that, you know, for this person, they want that kept private and absolutely have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people who will say, we don't talk about miscarriage enough, that we need to bring it mm-hmm. out into the open. Yeah, and we do. And I think, you know, it's not just up to the people that's going through it. It's up to other people um, and, you know, our education and all. There's there's so many things within society that we could do. And, you know, we're trying to raise awareness as a fertility clinic. We're trying to raise more awareness about it um, and about the prevalence of it. It's not, you know, it, it's difficult to say it's just up to those people going through it because they're going through enough. Um so I think I think for the likes of somebody who's suffering pregnancy loss or somebody who's going through fertility treatment or somebody going through any of these kind of struggles it's not always when they're ready whenever they're going through it isn't always when they're ready to talk about it Mm. because they're trying to sell you know it's that self 
protection almost that you don't want to talk to somebody about it and then for them to ask you a question at the wrong time or for somebody to bring it up whenever you're not in the mood to talk about it. So I do understand that as well, that some people, although they do want to kind of make people aware of what they're going through, they're not going to want to talk about it all the time and they want to kind of have that level of control over it as well. Is there any role that, for example, governments can play in kind of breaking down this stigma or workplaces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we're actually, there's there's more kind of, it's more topical than ever before in government. Thankfully, we've had new legislation or um, new funding for fertility treatment from the HSE for the first time ever, which is br- brilliant. Um, they're discussing in parliament, or sorry, they're discussing in government now looking at kind of workplace policies and um, time off for miscarriage and time off for you know for different things and more kind of support. Mm. Like I've met loads of patients coming through who said they wouldn't feel comfortable talking to their manager or talking to their HR department about having fertility treatment or um, you know due to a lack of support that's there and potentially they felt like they might be discriminated when it came to things like promotions. So some companies have started to look at fertility mm. treatment supports, which would make a massive difference. But you know. Not too many companies do that. And Karen, just finally, where should somebody go if they're struggling with these issues and they want that kind of support? What's your advice? So if somebody is struggling, I would say the first protocol would always be their GP or if they want to go directly to a fertility clinic, most of them are self-referral. You go in, fill a form online. Um, there are loads of brilliant counsellors out there that can help with you know, the coping mechanisms around all of this. If somebody's going having treatment with a fertility clinic as well, we all have counsellors linked to us that we can refer to if needed. So there are supports there, but the first step is just to kind of reach out to either a clinic or to your GP to get that help and advice. Okay, thank you so much for that. Karen Ferguson, Director of Nursing thank and you. Clinical Services at Sims IVF. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash.